Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. I think that video bumper does a really good job of slowing us down. If that video felt slow... How much more do we need to slow down? We're not instant growth followers. Give it to me now. Give it to me. Wow. You know, the championship. Going to Disney World. God's pace of grace is so neat. It's often (laughs) slower than you and me, but always better. Welcome to the series finale of Go, and the message of heaven will still be for us to go. Joining us online, love you, you're amazing, thank you for carving out time. Those in the room, I love you, you're amazing, thank you for carving out time. The big question, why in the world did you shave your head? I thought hair was your thing. I didn't know that it was so uh, linked to, to kind of my persona. But I found out this week, as people have been shocked at seeing me, that uh, the hair game was uh, directly tied to your boy. And my mom, just to get deep for a second, is uh, on her last round of chemo, and she didn't get to choose that path, but I got to choose this. And it was just a way for tangibly, I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, hey, pray for your mom, uh, shave your head, and we're believing God's greatness in her life. And for all those that have a loved one or know somebody or even in the room that's battling cancer, God is for you and he is with you and so are we. And so we're believing God's best for my mom and for you and your family. Go. Who? Who do we go to? Some people? Everyone. What? What do we go and do? The good news of Jesus, the proclamation of who he is through word and deed, discipleship and word, worship and community, life with life. And today specifically, an encouragement, today's titled Keep Going. We're going to look at one of the richest relationships of all of Scripture, Paul and Timothy. I would see this one as a little bit more deeper, uh, like old fine wine. Deep roots, been through some storms, knows what it's like on the journey to get discouraged. Anybody ever gotten a little tired, (laughs) been a little discouraged on the journey, and you need some encouragement? Keep going. I pray you hear the voice of heaven today reminding you keep going, keep going, keep going. Here's the heart of what Apostle Paul is all about. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Look at the screen. I am not writing this to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. The heart of heaven is always one that's packaged in a family. Every time. It's a family, my dear children. For you may have countless instructors in Christ. I think this is true more than ever. Anybody like following people online? I'm wearing this shirt today. It says, you know, Mav City Music Choir, and they're, you know, they're super popular. Awesome! Love them. They're on repeat. But yet, 
Online is one thing, but you in this room, us together, family, connection, proximity, frequency leads to intimacy. This is what Paul's communicating here. But you don't have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. This is very challenging to me. Because this now sets the stage for a deeper relationship. And for some of us, we're like, I don't want a deeper relationship. Some of my earthly relationships have been very hard and challenging. I don't believe in my earthly relationships. I don't believe in family anymore. I don't believe that there can actually be people that care more about me than what I do. I pray you hear today the voice of heaven say, keep going. See, when God encourages, you know what he does. It's like this. He puts faith in your heart and explodes it. It gives you courage to to withstand. It's at a heart level. It's not just at a a, a surface level. It's not something you wear. He starts to pour it deep in your soul, deep in your DNA. Keep going. And Paul's reminded, hey, look, Father, in the gospel of how he encourages. Look at Philippians 2. Specifically, his relationship with Timothy is what we want to highlight. Now, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy. This is really neat. Parents, if you've went through that transition where you send your kids, it's one of the hardest seasons I've watched people go through. We're already preparing ourselves because to send your kids, it's tough. But they're like arrows. We pull them back and they need to be sent out to change the world. It's not just some buffet in our homes where it's only for us. Though the temptation, let's just be honest, the temptation loud and clear is just to stay. Not let anybody else in. Who wants to do this? It's just, no, you can't leave. Where are the kids going? No, you know. And there's like, there's a season of grief with that. But we're sending, uh, this is what Paul's doing. I want to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be encouraged by the news about you. For I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests. All seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven character because he has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father. As we look at their picture of their life, I think we're seeing the intimacy that God is always looking to provide a family one, a son and a father. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. The letters of Timothy is Paul writing to his leader that he loves and he cares about to encourage him in ministry. And that we get a glimpse into that and we get to kind of read their journal or their diary entry, if you will, and then it impacts us supernaturally through the Holy Spirit just as we're watching how God was using them. So them then is also for us Now, and check it, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, for the sake of the promise of life in Christ Jesus, life comes in Christ Jesus, and he says to Timothy, my dearly loved son, every time God calls you by name, it always comes in that package. Jerome, my dearly loved son. The package of heaven is always love first. Loved. You're loved. Why? Because God says you're worth something. What? 
Me? Yeah. That's why you even see as a leader under Paul and in the ministry and ultimately under Jesus Christ, he's reminding them, hey, before I even encourage you, before I give you tactical instruction, I'm reminding you why I even have a voice. It's an apostle of Christ Jesus. And then I'm reminding you, you're my dearly loved son. This is crazy. This is starting to up the stakes of what it means to be a follower. And when you look it up in Greek, child, there's, this is not an illustration. This is how Paul sees his relationship with Timothy. The previous letter, chapter 4, puts, he, he reminds them things that only somebody could say when they know you. Keep going. God knows you so deeply. First Timothy chapter 4, he tells them, command and teach these things. Don't let anyone despise your youth, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, give your attention to public reading, exhortation, and teaching. Don't neglect the gift that is in you. It was given to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. And then he's reminding them, hey, Timothy, practice these things. Be committed to them so that your progress, (laughs) this one's tough, everyone is going to get to see you grow up. They get to watch you. If you've ever felt like people are watching you, yeah, that's, that's the call of following Jesus. That's okay. It's good. And, and, the, and, and we need encouragement, y'all. It's like the, it's the water to our soil. It's the fertilizer. We need encouragement. Today, keep going. Paul encouraging Timothy that your progress may be evident to all. So and then he reminds them, pay, pay close attention to your life and your teaching. Persevere in these things. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Don't continue drinking only water, but use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. What does this remind me of? That God cares more about you than what you do, but what you do is also a part of you because it's an extension. But he's reminding them, hey, I even know that there's some illnesses in your life. I know there's some discouragement that you might want to give up. This is a deep relationship. I love it. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, He says, I thank God whom I serve, going back to that chapter, with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I constantly remember you in my prayers day and night, remembering your tears, as I long to see you that I might be filled with joy. I recall, this is so neat, Diamond shared she was what, fourth generation? (laughs) Do you know, you and me, we uh, we stand taller because of our ancestors, we stand taller because of people that have fight, fought for us, when people that have prayed for us when nobody else was looking, people that, that we might not even know. And look, he says this, remembering your tears, I long to see you. I recall your sincere face that first lived in your grandmother. Oh, I love this part. I love this part. Timothy, your grandmama gets credit. Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and now I'm convinced is also in you. Therefore, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. He's saying, I was there for moments, but I know the moment that I was a part of it started way before me. One time I had this uh, girl come up to me at uh, at my 10-year reunion. She comes up to me, and she goes, do you remember me? And I was like, 
right? If I do that to you, it's because I'm not always the best with names. I remember this, and then she goes to tell me her name. And I was like, oh, and I thought, we egged her house. I remember the squirt guns. Oh, we told her paper. Where is this going to go? No. And she goes, my mom and I heard you became a Christian. You started following Jesus. And when you moved to town at eight years old, here I am now, 28, at eight years old, I put your name down in my journal, and we prayed for you all through school. And when we heard you started following Jesus, we wept. And I thought, oh my goodness, someone was praying for me, and I didn't even know it. Paul is reminding, hey, your grandma, your mom, you might not see it now, but Timothy, I want to remind you to keep going. And therefore, look, verse 6, I remind you, right, to rekindle that gift. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. One of the neatest things I love about the epistles is we're getting a glimpse into a private phone call that we otherwise wouldn't have access to. This private phone call to remind this leader. We say young leader. Timothy was in his 30s, so he's not that young. (laughs) People still call me a young leader. I don't know if that's a mindset of the previous generation, but yo, I'm not young anymore. I'm 41, okay? So grandma, grandpa, we're on the same team, same page, okay? We both are trying to figure out algorithms in TikTok, okay? (laughs) I mean, Snapchat, I don't even know how the gospel is going to work out, but we're going to figure it out. We're in this thing. We're not going to shame them either. There's new ways and new days, but it's always the ancient and the futuristic connected. That's what he does. He's doing one and the same. And the reason Paul has to remind Timothy that God has not given him a spirit of fear, but of one of power, love, and judgment, and sound judgment, is because he knows what it's like to feel fear. See, we think that somehow God is only there for our victories. God is in the midst of our storms. He wants to encourage us through the midst of our pain. He wants to say, keep going when everyone else has left the building. He's there. He's our source. He's the one. And we're getting a glimpse of this beautiful relationship that ultimately is the relationship that God the Father has with me and you. And then he reminds him in verse 8, so don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me as prisoner. Instead, share in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God. And all the church said, oh, you sure? (laughs) You know? Rejoice when we suffer? Come on, dude. Let's just be honest. We all break. We all break. That's what's beautiful. I can't, but God can. You ever heard, God only gives you what you can handle? No, actually, that's not true. That's unbiblical. God, all the time, lets us get things that we can't handle. Therefore, we go to him and say, Lord, I can't. And he's like, when you are weak, I am strong. Boom. <laughs> right? And it takes us to, to rework our, our wiring of what it even means to be a Jesus follower. Verse 9, he saved us and he called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works. Breathe this in right now. But according to his own promise and grace. The Lord won't give up on you, and he won't give up on me. You're more precious than the lilies. You're more precious than the birds. You're more precious than any tree. You're more precious than a whole entire planet. (laughs) Isn't that something? 
Do you ever marvel at that? I have been marveling at that recently with global warming and new trends. And I'm thinking, why can't we just take care of this thing God gave us, which is the only planet we know in the universe that's, inha- that's habitable? <laughs> right? You know, like, I gave you a planet. God, what have you ever done for me? A planet. A planet. A planet. You have a planet. And where you guys live, there's actually trails that you can walk through my planet. And you can look at my planet and enjoy my planet and hang out with my planet. According to his own purpose and his grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. That's why for any of us, how do we keep going? What do we do? Maybe you'll never get a letter from Paul. Maybe you'll never get a moment like that 10-year graduation and the girl comes up to me and says the story. Maybe you look at your parents' faith and it wasn't there. But when you look at Jesus and what he's done, nobody like him. And so ultimately today, I would say, to keep going, look at Jesus. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with others. Because it's a marathon, not a sprint. I remember God, um, he gave me perspective one time. I was a little frustrated about one of my family members. Anybody ever been frustrated about their family members? Okay, I see hands going up. Oof, hopefully you're not next to your family. I think you actually are. Conversation offline, we'll be there. Pray grace over that, but... Um, and, and God was like, hey, don't be so quick to judge because how were they raised? Yeah, but, and then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, wow. And he goes, am I the God of a generation, or am I the God of generations? I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. I get schooled, and he changes my heart. <laughs> and then as he schooled me more and more, it started to give me more empathy. And, and then he reminded me that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And this is, there is times to sprint, by all means. Hear that loud and clear. There is times to just, let's do everything. Mayday, sound the alarms today. But friend, I've been rolling with Jesus a while enough to at least say, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And Matthew 13 reminds us of those type of soils, those plants that grow up quick and they go, and they just get so fast. They're like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> you know, I'm in, I'm in. I don't want to go to hell, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> Wait, whoa. He's not just Savior, he's Lord. And he's friend, and he's Father, and he's peaceful. And let's look at Jesus in Hebrews 12. Jesus reminds us to keep going. Look, this is the discipline in a long-distance race. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way. All these veterans cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it. In context here, when we're talking about veterans cheering us on, you know what that means? People that gave themselves up as martyrs. That died peacefully for the good news. They couldn't even gather like this. It means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running. Next slide. Strip down and start running and never quit. 
No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic, parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on who? On who? Jesus. If there's one prayer in your car that'll work, it's just Jesus. Just Jesus. One of our kids is shy to pray, and we're like, don't be shy to pray. You don't have to be, there's no, there's no like formula. Jesus, who began and finished this race we're in, study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there. He's in the place of honor, right alongside God. And when you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again. If you find yourself today discouraged in faith, Can you hear the ancient writers go over that story again? Item by item, going originally back to the source, stripping everything else away. Just give me Jesus. That long litany of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. There's some encouragement today. Adrenaline in your soul. This is what is taking place. So we look at Jesus, and then as we look at Jesus, you know what he does? In Luke 10, he starts to then say, I'm going to send you. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others, and he sent them ahead of him in pairs to every town. And he placed himself was about to go. He told them, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Now, go. Go. I'm sending you. Out like lambs among wolves. Don't carry a money bag. Jesus, I thought we need to get some bread along the way. Don't carry a traveling bag or sandals. Come on, isn't Supreme in? What up? Somebody's like, what in the world is he talking about? Don't greet anyone along the road. In whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this household. Jesus followers and those that are considering Jesus and wherever you're at, online or anywhere. Jesus is always a voice of peace. He's the prince of peace. And when he comes, he brings peace. Not peace that's naive or blind. Peace that's very aware. But engages with love. If a person of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. He brings rest. But if not, it will not return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they offer for the workers worthy of his wages. Don't move from house to house. It's a home to keep going through people. And when you enter any town, they welcome you. Eat things set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. This is why the kingdom of God is not just in a pulpit. (laughs) The kingdom of God comes near you. In your home. By the bedside. In the hospital, when you're worried and you're frustrated, or in your car when you just want to give up, the kingdom of God comes near us through his spirit. And when you enter any town and if they don't welcome you, he's just remind them, hey, go out in the streets and say, we're wiping off even the dust on the town that clings to our feet as a witness against you. (laughs) 
Know this for certain. The kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day, it'll be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. I think sometimes as followers, we were like, they didn't accept Jesus. I need to move. No, let, let, let's let God do the judgment thing. I think our part is to keep going, going with Jesus. And he says, woe to you. And he goes on and then down and skip into verse 17. Look at this. Then the 72 returned with joy. They had a good ministry trip. They had a good church plant launch. So next week, they, you know, you might say, hey, God did it. God, get it. God, God did it. But here's the temptation, I think, for every person. Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Yeah, we're killing it. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy. Nothing at all will harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And that's how we close. We close that Paul started his conversations of encouragement, of identity, and who Timothy was. Loved son, and how we end and how we keep going, even in this series, is that when we're in Jesus, our names are written in the books of heaven. What? At the end of the day, friend, that's really all that matters. It's Jesus. The how will work itself out. The what, yep, we've got to talk about it. It's necessary, all that. But I pray today, the reason we can keep going is that we look at Jesus. He's still holy. He's still above it all. He's not on my timeline. He's not a genie in the bottle that he just listens to our wishes. But he is somebody who sits and he suffers with us. But not just to keep us there. He loves us too much to keep us there. He'll, he'll love us and he'll lead us to something great. But we got to let him lead. And I pray today that the invitation of heaven is reminding us that we have a leader that is worth following and letting him lead. He's above it all. If you'd be honest today and say, you know what? There's been temptations this week to stop and not keep going. Will you raise your hand? If you this week you felt heavy and hard that you're like, I don't want to keep going. God sees those hands. And as we worship, I pray that in this moment that the power of the heaven, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of Jesus Christ, that he's calling his kids back home, that what must I do to get saved? Jesus, Jesus, look to him. He finished it. It's his strength, his power, not ours. And when we worship, we're lifting up the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Not, this isn't cliche words. This is the power the power source that we're all longing for. I pray that the captivation of who he is would fill us in this moment to remind us to keep going. Let's worship. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You bless.
along here. <laughs>